Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the College Sports Talk Show. Uh, last week, we talked about quarterbacks, our top five. Uh, we got a lot of feedback from different kinds of people, different kinds of aspects, uh, opinions from pretty much our, our fan base. Uh, I feel like we got to keep on rolling with it. And I feel like today we got to go with uh, running backs. Uh, so, Nick, if, if you want to go first, go ahead and give me your top five running backs for the season. Not based on you gotta kick it out overall this time. talent. Kick it last time. You go first. You want time. me to go first? All right, I'll go first. Yeah, I'll go first. All right, dude. At number five, I have to go with my man, Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook has honestly been playing to uh, the level that he's kind of used to. Uh, uh-huh. But the reason I, I have him you know, kind of low from what most people would say is mainly because he's third in yards, 13 yards per game. And as far as any other stat, he's not really up there as far as like top five. I mean, he does, he is third and first downs, which is kind of huge for me uh, just because he is being able to be that playmaker for the Vikings and kind of relieve Kirk Cousins from having to make plays and Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, uh, so, I mean, he's doing what he has to do, uh, but I, don't, I honestly don't feel like he's doing enough to be in my top three, uh, honestly. Yeah. Uh, at number four, I have yeah, – wait, 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 wait. Dalvin Cook missed, like, a few games too, though, so that's like – Yeah, he only missed, like, two games. That's our lower. But well, that's, that's why I didn't base it – I didn't base it so much on overall. So I based it, like, on yards per game. I based it yeah. on, you know, yards per carry, that kind of thing. Uh, the fact that he's still third in yards per game is kind of impressive, but I feel like he would be a lot lower if certain players didn't have the kind of injuries or were on the COVID list that we've seen this year. Right. Uh, but for number four, I have Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb is probably one of the top running backs in this league. Like there's no cap on that. He's fourth in yards, second in yards per carry, uh, second in big plays, which is 20-plus yards play uh, gained. Uh, so, I mean, that's kind of that's kind of huge to me. Yeah. Uh, when you're only behind Jonathan Taylor, that, that kind of says a lot about you as a running back uh, for this year. Uh, he's fourth in yards per game. And not to mention, he has 36-less carries than the next thousand yard rusher for the season. Yeah. He's at over a thousand yards already and he already has 36 less carries. And I think he's only trailing the next person by like 30 or 40 yards, which is pretty impressive. Yeah. Like he's behind Dalvin Cook by like I think it's 50 yards or something. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. So it's not far off. This one, this one's kind of a curveball and I know you're you're probably gonna get pissed off at me, which is totally fine. Uh but I have to have my number three as Derrick Henry. I know he's been injured since week eight, but he led the league in yards per game. He's still fourth in touchdowns right now, and he hasn't played since week eight. And he's fifth in yards. Why do you think I would be pissed off at that? Because we always have this notion where, oh, you got to be – in majority of the games to be a top player, a top five player in the league, 
Dude, this dude is a freaking monster. Honestly, if he didn't get hurt, he probably like would have broke the single season record. Is Derrick Henry don't really get he doesn't really get hurt like that. So like this is the first time we've actually seen him down and he has the opportunity to still come back in the playoffs. Yeah. If, if the Titans can stay in the run. So I feel like to keep him on the list is reasonable because he's not like a Christian McCaffrey. Right. Where like for the past couple seasons, we haven't even really seen if he could stay healthy a whole season. Right. He constantly hurt. So Derrick Henry, he's constantly putting up numbers. You know, he can put the ball in the end zone. You know, he's got the breakaway speed. I haven't, we haven't really seen him juke people, but he'd be throwing people across the damn football yes. field. So there's that. He doesn't really have to do all that. But I just, I just find it amazing that he's only played eight games and he's still within the top five as far as stats. Yeah. Well, I mean, he, he led everybody in attempts for majority of the season. Yeah. So while everybody was still catching up to him yards wise and touchdowns wise, he was still leading everybody in attempts. Right. (laughs) Why? But like the Titans, they basically like their whole entire scheme is like run pass, run. Like they, they want to run the fuck out the ball. Right. So if they're running the ball, then there's really nobody to pass to because Julio Jones is always hurt. So, you know, Derrick Henry is their rock. Yeah. And I feel, I honestly feel like he would have broke the single season record uh, if he didn't get hurt, which kind of sucks because, I mean, there's nothing really going on as far as running backs goes. <laughs> and that honestly would have been amazing just to see. Like, you have these receivers. The receivers are doing great. Quarterbacks, there's going to be so many quarterbacks that are going to have 5,000-yard seasons. But as far as running backs, I think Derrick Henry is the man. And that's that's why I had to have him on my, on my list. I kind of feel bad that he's only number three on my list, but it's mainly because he got hurt, so I really can't put him up there, you know? Yeah. But as far as number two – I got to give it to my man, Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon has been killing it for the Bengals, and a lot of people wrote him off before the season even started. I know so many of my friends that, you know, were doing their fantasy drafts, and they were staying away from Joe Mixon. I think the person in my league, uh, he got Joe Mixon, I think, in the third or fourth round, maybe fifth round. And that honestly blew my mind that he was still available. Yeah. You know, Joe Mixon, he's currently second in yards, third in touchdowns, and fifth in first downs, which, again, is huge because that Bengals offense is so young. You know, that O-line is not the best O-line, and he's still being able to put up this amount of of numbers and production. Yeah, I feel like like drafting Jamar Chase took a lot of pressure off of – their offensive line troubles, yeah. and it's a lot of pressure off of Joe Mixon. He didn't have to do so much in the offense. Yeah, that's and, totally right. You know, they could still win some games. Like, they're not the contender that they could be because they could be a lot better than they are. But mm-hmm. you see the Bengals becoming, like, a a more, like, promising franchise to look forward to in the future. Right. Opposed to what they were when they had Andy Dalton, and then they started rebuilding. But now that they got like they got you can see they have their young core and they have the people like the pieces that they're trying to build around. Mm-hmm. And so you can tell Joe Mixon is a big part of that. But yeah, it's just it's funny that you got him at number two. And you were saying before we hopped on the call, you was talking about Najee Harris. He had his bad game last week. Yep. Joe Mixon has three weeks in a row of only 50 yards in the game. 
but that goes to show how much of a monster he's been in the other games. Right. You know, like to, to still be second in, in yards and you've had three games under 50 yards. Like that's honestly amazing. I get it, but. No, come help. on, man. You got to you got to give him more, more his props. More than Najee Harris, though. You have to give him his Don't get me wrong. Najee again, Najee Harris was, you know, up there for me. He was. He honestly was. But he is somewhat inconsistent. You know, I feel like if he was a much more consistent or even if the Steelers offense was just better, you know, where they don't have to rely so much on uh having to throw the ball where they, they could, you know, fourth quarter comes, oh, give it to Najee Harris. You know, he'll get 50 yards in the fourth quarter alone. You know, I feel like if that was the case, his numbers would be up there and his production. You know, I watch the games. You know, yeah. don't get me wrong. He's a very talented rookie, but I feel like he didn't have the opportunity to really showcase his ability because the Steelers are always down. To me, it's like, like, obviously, like, hypotheticals in football are, like, the worst aspect of a conversation. Yeah. But, like, if you put Najee Harris in the Bengals offense with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. Oh, yeah. He's definitely putting up numbers. I think he's going to put up better numbers than Joe Mixon. Yeah, don't get me wrong. But the, but that's where I had that kind of conundrum. But, like, that's why I'm, like, as, like, Najee Harris as a rookie, what he's doing is what sticks out to me. Joe Mixon's been in the league. And yeah, for a few years, yeah. As, like, one of those top guys. Instead of, like, Jonathan Taylor, he's only been in the league a couple years, and he's number one in fucking damn near everything. Yeah. Dalvin Cook, he's been doing what he's doing. Well, I mean, yeah. that I mean, Dalvin Cook is always going to be in the top five, always. Yeah. You know, Jonathan I'm Taylor. Sure, I'm pretty sure they came into the league around the same time. Dalvin Cook and Joe Mixon? Yeah. Yeah. They, they definitely did. But I don't know. I feel like this year alone, Joe Mixon – I mean, there there's definitely been games where the Bengals have been down. They had to, you know, crawl their way out of the hole by, by passing a lot. And, I mean, you see it even games where they're up by 20 points. They're still throwing it, yeah. you know. So the fact that Joe Mixon is still putting up numbers when that offense is such a – pass heavy offense which let's be real realistic they are you know they're very pass heavy yeah. uh you know i i just find it somewhat impressive uh for joe mixon again so many people wrote him off before the season even started saying he was going to be a bust this year you know don't draft them high whatever honestly if if anybody got him past the third round congratulations to you because you got him for a freaking steal and if, especially if you're in a keeper league, keep him, honestly. Uh, my number one running back, which this one is just completely obvious, it's Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor is on a roll. He's leading that Colts offense. Uh, they're more than like – I mean, they're for sure going to make the playoffs, in my opinion. Uh, you know, but I feel like without him, that Colts team is nothing. You know, Carson Wentz, he's not the Carson Wentz he used to be in his early days with the Eagles. Uh, they don't really have any receivers besides Pittman. T.Y. Hilton's not the receiver that we've been seeing. 
So Jonathan Taylor is really carrying that team. I mean, he's first in touchdowns, first in yards, first in yards per carry, and he's first in first downs, you know? Like, he's literally the man, and, like, I, I there's honestly nobody playing better than Jonathan Taylor right now. Yeah. I mean, I can definitely agree with that. Especially with uh, Derrick Henry going down, I feel yeah. like Jonathan Taylor is an easy number one. Easy, easy number one. And yeah. even if Derrick Henry was still uh, playing, I'm not saying that Jonathan Taylor was going to be better than Derrick Henry. You know, but like I feel like if Derrick Henry was still playing, it would honestly be a competition later on in the season because Jonathan Taylor, he's catching fire. You know, like the dude is getting 150 yards a game. He's scoring yeah. one or two touchdowns a game. You know, like the dude's on fire. I I don't even know how many yeah, touchdowns. I, mean, I think he has like I, 17 I touchdowns. I don't know about that. I don't I don't think it would even be close. So you're saying Jonathan Taylor, who currently has 17 touchdowns, and mm-hmm. Derrick Henry, who was leading the league in just yards, yeah. which honestly he probably would be up there in touchdowns as well. You're telling me it wouldn't be a battle to see who's number one and two between them? No. I think Derrick Henry, if he doesn't get hurt at, at when he got hurt, it's easy. It's easily Derrick Henry. Yeah, but he, when he got there's hurt, a lot of hypotheticals had, that goes to it. He had 937 yards and 10 touchdowns in eight games, bro. Right. Again, don't get me wrong. He was a beast. He probably would have broke the record. Right. But – the way that Jonathan Taylor is playing right now. Yeah, right Jonathan now. Taylor, all, all, the only thing that happened was Jonathan but Taylor had a slow all, start. All Derrick Henry has to do is keep his regular pace of 117 yards. Well, you game. honestly think the Titans were going to keep that regular pace? They they were eventually yeah. going to start losing games. Just because they're losing games don't mean they, that Derrick Henry's not getting his 100-yard game. Yeah, because it always happens. It always happens. You start losing games, and then you, you start going to the pass heavy. You start going to the passing. You get away from your original game plan that was working. And you're you're taking away touches now from Derrick Henry. That's honestly what would have happened. Realistically. I mean, yeah, granted, you could, you know, ride Derrick Henry to the freaking playoffs. Yeah. Probably to the AFC conference game. But I mean, eventually they, they somebody had, was going to stop they only him. lost two games while Derrick Henry was hurt or while Derrick Henry was healthy. Mm-hmm. They lost one against Arizona week one. He rushed for only 58 yards. Mm-hmm. That was his worst game on the season so far. And then his second loss was against the Jets where he rushed for 157 yards. Well, that's what I'm saying. Teams, teams were going to stop him. That's, that's literally the Titans' only offensive player. They have right. Ryan Tannehill, who's not even a top 20 quarterback in the league. Julio I mean, Jones, who aged yeah, drastically in the last two years. Like, the Titans literally have nobody. A.J. Brown's a beast. A.J. Brown, he's good. I wouldn't say he's a beast. He's good. He's not, like, top five receiver, but, like, you can arguably put him in, like, the back half of the top ten. He probably would be number 10. That's what if, you're I'm going to, if you're going to put him in your top probably 10. replace him with a few guys, but, like, in some people's top 10, he'd be number 10, like 9 or 10. I wouldn't put him in mine, but arguably some people would put, them, put him in their top 10. 
arguably. He's not in my top 10. I'm just saying, though. He, he, I don't even think he's in my top 20. I think Derrick Henry, for sure, is not even cl- – he's way ahead of Jonathan Taylor at this point. Just just off of the pace that he was putting up, yeah. he would be at, what, 1,800 yards, 20 touchdowns? He, and that's he would be – he would be – about 15, 1,600 yards right now. Right now. He would be. Realistically, he would be. We're at what? We're going into week 15. There would have been some games where his production would have slowed down and he would have probably rushed for 60, 70, 80 yards. But the 100-yard games, they would have started to slow down, realistically. Because you look at the Titans' schedule, they started facing – a lot of difficult teams that were good against the rush. Realistically. They play after week eight, they played. So Derrick Henry, he 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 would have slowed down, and that's what I'm saying. It would have been a competition between him and Jonathan Taylor because Jonathan Taylor. The only teams they played that was good against the run is probably the Rams and the Patriots. Right. That's two games. I mean that's that's significant. But the but the other teams have not that great a defense. They got the Saints, the Texans. He always he literally always rushes for at least two hundred yards against the Texans every single season. Okay, that's one team in the Texans. Then the Jaguars. New Orleans. Then the Jaguars. That's another easy two hundred right there. Then the Steelers, who've been trash against the run. T.J. Watt would have shut him down. Stop! Stop! T.J. Watt would have shut him down. Easily, no. easily, no. easily, and then you just saw you just saw what New Orleans did to Tampa. Yeah, with Mike Evans hurt, it don't matter. And Godwin hurt, it don't matter. Hey, they stopped Tom Brady. They stopped Tom Brady, probably one of the greatest players of all time, in Tom Brady, and they stopped them. They didn't allow them to even get a field goal. What are you talking about? You're talking about the Saints? Yes. Nah, bro. They would have found a way. They would have found a way. They would have found a way. Damn, they don't even count, bro. After fucking Mike Evans and fucking Godwin got hurt, that then they have like all backup receivers, bro. But my point is, they would have found a way to stop Derrick Henry, or at least hold Derrick Henry to less than hundred yards. They would have, but but that just goes to my point that him and Jonathan Taylor would have been right there. They would have been right there. That's why Jonathan Taylor right now is in the conversation for MVP. Yes, it would have been. No it would have been a competition. It would have been. They ain't got no choice. They have to put him in there because he's had a few great games where he's put up hella fucking touchdowns. And he's hella had phenomenal hard. games. Come on, man. He's had phenomenal games. Jonathan Taylor. It has been a beast. The I just last ten I games. Just don't think that he is better than Derrick Henry when Derrick Henry is healthy. I'm not saying he's better, but I'm saying it would have been a competition. Would Jonathan Taylor have won? No. But it would have at least been a competition to see who the best two running backs in the league are. It would have been, it would have been a lot closer think, than what you're saying. I think, that, I, I think it might have been close, but I don't think it's within – I don't think Derrick Henry at this point in time has only 15, 1,600 yards. I do. I think this season he easily puts up 2,000 yards, especially – with the 17 games. Yeah, with the 17 games, yes, he does he does get 2000 plus yards. He does. He probably yeah, realistically, he would have beat the record. Realistically. 
He was on pace to beat the record. That's what I'm saying, though. It's like with if you're going off the pace that he's putting up, that 117 yards a game, it's, it's like it's clear that, like, he would be at 1,800 yards right now. Okay. Yes. He, he would have been. He would have been between sixteen. Him, he would have been between sixteen him, and eighteen hundred yards. Yes, you're right. Yes, three hundred yards ahead of Jonathan Taylor right now. Yeah, but my point is, is that Derrick Henry would have faced teams that adjusted for him, and they would have just loaded the box every single time, especially because Ryan Tannehill cannot throw the ball. He's not a good quarterback. But, but when Derrick Henry is there, it takes the weight off of Ryan Tannehill because they have to load the box. Again, if if I'm a team, if I'm any team facing the Titans, I'm loading the box with seven. Easily. Easily seven. Right. Right? They could go three wide. I got my three corners. I got a safety up top. That's all. That's all the defense I need to play. Against the Titans. That's all the defense I need to play against Titans. That's it. Low the box with seven. Other four. You're not giving. You're not giving those receivers enough credit, bro. Why do? Because you I think, don't need to. Because I do honestly think, don't need to. Why do you think before Derrick Henry got hurt, they only lost two games? Because of Derrick Henry. Right. Because when he's in there. You cannot just load the box. Like just loading the box doesn't do anything for you because Stop. then they, then you're Stop. leaving because that man, that man, they were loading the box on him. They didn't even care about the receivers. That's why AJ Brown was having good games. Right. That's why they've only lost two games. Because but hold on, that goes that goes to my point. If you're just loading the box, let let Tannehill throw the ball. Let him. If I'm any team, I'm letting Tannehill throw that ball all day. As long as I am holding Derrick Henry to less than 100 yards. I hold Derrick Henry to less than 100 yards. We win that game every single time. Is he still putting up numbers, though, when you're loading the box? You don't think those – Against weak teams, yes. Loading the box? But against weak teams, yes. Look at at his stats. Look at his stats. Numbers against fucking non-weak teams. Like who? Because last time I checked, he wasn't. Let's see. You got Seattle. Seattle's defense is decent. Indianapolis, their defense is decent. Buffalo's defense is decent. Buffalo's secondary is decent. Let's be realistic. Their D-line is decent, too. Their linebackers aren't bad. But like he put up 182 yards against Seattle. You can't tell me that Seattle's defense okay. is trash. Seattle's defense isn't the defense that they made their legacy off They're of. Not the Legion of Boom, but like their defense is not trash. Okay, but their decent their defense isn't like amazing. It's a mediocre defense. It's a mediocre defense at best. It is. Bro, they almost just took out the Rams. What you mean? Keyword almost right, but like for them to be mediocre, 
they're not that mediocre. Well, let's be honest. The, the Rams, Rams are supposed to the be Rams kind of the Rams kind of play like shit this past week. Nah, I don't think so. See, you're, you're being you're being a Derrick Henry fanatic right now. I'm not a Derrick Henry fanatic. I'm just saying he puts up numbers against defenses that are going to stack the box against him. Seattle is going to stack the box against him. They also have Jamal Adams who's going to come down in the box and also play against the run. Okay. Then you got Indianapolis. You know they're going to stack the box, and they yes. got fucking what's his name? I can't. What's Darius his name? Leonard. Yeah, Darius Leonard. They got him. Who's a fucking? He's crazy. Yeah, he's he, he's, he's all over the damn place. You he know he's like, he ran for 113 against them. The Jets, they're trash. He put up 157 against them. Mm-hmm. The Jacksonville Jaguars, trash. 130 against them. Mm-hmm. Buffalo, 143 yards. Buffalo still has a good enough defense to where you would think that they could at least hold him to around 100. But he put up 143 on 20 attempts. Okay, but. The Bills defense, the, the Bills defense, the Bills defense is not known for stopping the run. They're not. They're not known for stopping the run, but they can at least keep you in check. How if they're not? If they can't stop the run, I don't. I don't expect 143 yards and three touchdowns out of the damn Bills. That's for sure. Well, let's be honest. The Bills aren't the Bills from last year. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying, though, like, these are teams that are going to stack the box against the run. Oh, I get so what you're saying. I mean, you that, like, them stacking the box against Derrick Henry isn't doing shit. Yeah, no, I get you. <laughs> because he, against Seattle, like I was saying, he did 182 yards, three touchdowns, bro. Against motherfuckers that are stacking the box against him. Again. Against a mediocre defense. Right. But you're saying though that he's stacking the box. That okay, okay. Put Derrick Henry. Put Derrick Henry against the Cowboys defense. He gonna run on their ass. What you mean? He's being held to 45 yards max. 45 yards max. Let the whole world know. 45 yards max. Anyways, anyways, now it's your turn. Let's hear your list because I cannot wait to hear this. Number five, I got Najee Harris. I and honestly, he again, like I said earlier, he would have been on my list had he not been inconsistent. I feel like he's like I feel like Najee Harris has I put him at number five just based off of potential, really. Because but, he has the potential. I, obviously, I know like it's not like a list based off potential, and it's right. what they're doing this season. But I feel like even still this season, he's put up numbers as a rookie with a struggling quarterback, an old ass washed up quarterback. Yes, a receiving game that's been inconsistent. The yes. only like their best receiver has been the tight that other rookie tight end, Friar Move, whatever his yeah, name Friar is. Move. Yeah, yeah, he's he's been decent, but other than that, Najee Harris has been really been the only good player on that offense. He has. And as a rookie for him to put up the numbers that he's putting up without the help around him, if the Steelers can get the quarterback position right in the offseason this season, then mm-hmm. I feel like next year he's easily going to be a top five player in the league. I can see him. I could definitely see him being top five. Realistically, probably top seven, top eight. Yeah. And I could see him 
if he does continue to go down the path that he's going on. Cause like if his, if we base his stats from this season and he improves, mm-hmm. then we could possibly be seeing another like Steelers great running back. Right. Which, because, which they're, they're somewhat known for. I mean, they're known for drafting good offensive players. Let's be realistic. Yeah. Which like, obviously too, you have to think like they obviously didn't retain James Conner. They let him go. Le'Veon Bell, they had that whole situation. Yeah. So they've had a history lately of not keeping the running backs. So this seems to be a their process is yeah. they just draft them and then let them walk, draft right. them and then let them walk. So like if they were, if they keep him, then I can see him coming like going down as one of their good running backs in their franchise history. Yeah, I feel like they need they definitely need to build around him. Uh, like you said, he he is he does have good potential, high potential to be a top five running back. So I feel like if the if the Steelers build their O line the way that it used to be, uh, I, I feel like he could be one of the top running backs for years to come. Honestly, yeah. but also the Steelers look like uh, they're going down a bad road. <laughs> I mean, you never know. You never know. Well, I yeah. mean, we'll see. We'll see after this offseason. Honestly, yeah, because I've heard some rumors about them trying to let Mike Tomlin go. And I don't I don't really see that happening. But I mean, how can you how can you let a Hall of Fame coach just go? You know, know. he is. He's probably in the top three best coaches in the league right now. I don't see the Steelers doing it because they seem like one of the more like patient franchises and they'll yeah. let him, like try and rebuild the team. But you know, some of them rumors out there, they be catching your ass off guard. <laughs> but uh, number four, I got Austin Eckler. I knew, I knew he was going to be on your list. I knew it. I had to put him on my list. He just like, I feel like for the chargers offense, he literally does it all. Yeah. Like, to me, he's a mini Jonathan Taylor, even though he's been in the league longer. Yeah. But he's like a mini Jonathan Taylor. He can catch the ball. He can run the ball. He's like, you give him the ball, it could be like a third and 15. He's yeah. probably going to get you that first down. And just, like, you see his skill set and, like, his stats, like, I feel like his stats don't really wow you. Like, he's in that top range of, of like, st- like, statistics, but I feel like they don't, like, jump off the page to you. Right, but like what he brings to you on the field, and, and like to me, he's just like a game changer. No, I yeah, I totally agree. Um, I mean, he honestly would have been on my list. Um, but I in, in my head, I just have like you know, I want you to play your role, you know, I want you to play your role as a running back, which you know, he does do that, don't get me wrong. Uh, but I feel like they just take too many chances with him being a receiver. Yeah. You know, like for him to be a small guy, like, but don't, don't get me wrong. He's, he has been playing amazing. He's top 30 in receptions among all players right now, which right. is impressive, honestly, as a running right. back. Which is crazy because his like running statistics aren't even that far off. I think he's They're right not. out top 10. Uh, I think, yeah, he's definitely top 10 as far as rushing stats. Yeah, like uh, yeah, rushing yards. They got him at eleven, with seven hundred eighty-nine yards. Yeah, with so ten touchdowns. Just, just I mean, just imagine if he was on a different team that actually used a running back as a running back. Yeah, like he would, his numbers would be a lot higher. Yeah, I also think that he's a large part to why Justin Herbert has been able to progress so fast. Yeah, 
as a quarterback. Yeah. Obviously, him and having like Keenan Allen, and Keenan Allen is obviously like a future Hall of Fame type receiver. Mm-hmm. But to have somebody like Austin Eckler to be able to catch the ball at the backfield and you know you can hand the ball off to him and he's going to get you yards every time and you yeah. can be confident in that, I feel like that takes a lot of the stress out of a young quarterback. No, yeah, I totally agree. I mean, especially with a young quarterback, you know, you, you're trying to you're trying to alleviate as many mistakes as possible, and that's yeah. honestly what Austin Eckler does for that Chargers offense. You know, yeah. the fact that you could use him literally anywhere as a receiver, as a running back, kind of like just as a distraction to the defense. You know, right. that, that literally you that opens it all up. And he might fuck around and get you 30 yards off that bitch. Right, yeah, and that's the thing. Uh, you know, I I had saw. I think he's uh, second in yards after catch. Yeah, among like everybody, <laughs> like receivers, running backs, like literally everybody. I think he's second in runs uh, yards after catch, which yeah. is amazing. That's what I'm saying though. It's like he's just like to me. He just stands out as like one of those dynamic players, and like especially too, like a few seasons ago, he literally took the job from Melvin Gordon. Yeah. Yeah, like everybody yeah. thought that like Melvin Gordon was gonna be this beast, and like he's not a bad running back. Nah, he like, told him get the hell out of there. He said, yeah, "Hey, I go to Denver." Melvin Gordon still like could produce somewhere, but Austin Eckler was like, "This is my job, bro." Yeah, you gotta- and, and rightfully so. I mean, he he literally deserves to be the running back for the Chargers. Yeah, the way that he's been working, he's amazing. And then, uh, let's see, number three, I got Leonard Fournette. <laughs> oh my god, dude! You're breaking my heart. Leonard Fournette, bro. Breaking my heart. It's based off of the way that he runs the ball. It's like a he's like an old school running back to me. Yeah, he's gonna get you them those dirty, nasty first downs where you're trying to get through the defensive line. It don't matter who's in front of him, who's squaring up with him. He's going through you. He don't want to yeah. juke you out. He don't want to do nothing. He doesn't want to outrun. He you. He runs you over. Going through you. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. I, I, I like that kind of running back. Yeah. I feel like like his like like the same I was saying with Austin Eckler, like his stats don't stand out to you, but just the way that he runs the ball, it just like it just hits different. Yeah. He's giving you that old school mentality, that running through your face type shit, Marshawn Lynch type shit. Yeah. But well, the difference between him and Marshawn Lynch, Marshawn Lynch puts up numbers. Yeah. Leonard Fournette, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Leonard Fournette is a beast. He is a beast. He he fucks around and catches a body. That's what I'm saying. But he's not a top five running back. And it's it's honestly insulting that you have him at number three. I guess. It honestly is. Yeah, there's so I don't have I don't have an issue with it because. He's in a pass-heavy offense. That I will give you. So I will give you that. For his numbers to be reduced the way they are, it doesn't really, like – it's not really, like, a, a big deal to me because if you put him in a – like, on the Cleveland Browns or, like, if you put him on the Titans or somewhere that where they're trying to run the fuck out the ball, yeah. I feel like he can put up those numbers. He could be a 1,000-yard, like, runner easily. Yeah. Well, I feel like that's not his issue. I feel like he just suffers from being in the pass-heavy offense and – just the way that he runs the ball stands out to me because there's not a lot of people that do that besides like Derrick Henry. Right. 
And like oh, yeah, maybe totally Nick, Chubb, Nick Chubb runs through people, but like he's not doing it like Leonard Fournette. Yeah. No, I totally agree. I mean, again, Leonard Fournette, he's a very good running back, very old school, like you said. Uh, I Yeah, I honestly would love to see him on a different team. Yeah. Honestly, I think that he would easily be up there with, you know, probably the top three running backs. Yeah, and then he did the same thing on the, on the Bucks that Austin Eckler did on the, on the down charges. He came into the Bucks. And took the motherfucking starting job. Yeah, because who was it before? It was uh Jones, right? Yeah, Ronald Jones Ronald or something. Jones. Yeah, Ronald Jones. I don't even know who that motherfucker is anymore. Yeah, he don't even you know? get like, touches. And like before Fournette came in, he wasn't even bad. Yeah. But Fournette came in and he just never looked back. He well, was, yeah, like, I mean, I mean, we we knew who Fournette was back when he was on Jags. We knew how special he was, how talented he was. And like for him to be able to just go to the Bucks, like you said, with a pass heavy offense and just dominate the way that he's doing, like yeah. you know, it, it it's definitely noticeable. Yeah. And then uh let's see, number two, I got Jonathan Taylor. I feel like I could just t- go off on my number two and my number one. I got number two, Jonathan Taylor, number one, Derek Henry. You know, I'll I'll give you that. I'll give you that because you already stated why earlier. You already stated why you would have Derrick Henry at, at yeah. your number one, which again is very respectable. Don't get me wrong. But Jonathan Taylor is the number one running back this year. I can agree, but like to me, like I was saying before, like it just Derrick Henry just stands out to me just the way that he approached those first eight games and just yeah. put up numbers. Obviously, like, his touches are there. Like, he had – I think it was, like, double the amount of touches that everybody else had by yeah. week eight or some shit. Like, there was some crazy stat like that. But even still, <laughs> I just feel like he's easily number one and Jonathan Taylor is number two. If Derrick Henry doesn't get hurt, then it's, like, it's, it's not even yeah, a debate. It's, yeah, it's clear as day that he would be number one. Clear as day. No, I, I give you that. I, I give you that. But that Leonard Fournette, man, I don't know. Leonard Fournette. I, I like the, – the only person I might take off my list is either – actually, after that last game with the – with the uh, where the Bucks played the Saints, I might take Leonard Fournette off. Yeah. Because he didn't really do shit. After uh, Godwin went out and Evans went out, the whole team kind of folded, and they couldn't get shit going. Right, yeah. And, so when they needed to rely on the run or they needed to put up numbers, because, like, the game wasn't really out of reach. It wasn't. So, like, they could have continued to run the ball and, like, do what they needed to do, and it just seemed like they couldn't get it going. Like, as soon yeah. as those two dudes went down, all they needed to do was just stack the box or, like, just – like, they, they Tom Brady couldn't orchestrate the offense the way he normally orchestrates the offense. Right. And you could just see that. So I could see – like, after last week, yeah, I could take him off that list, but – Okay, so if, really if, let's say hypothetically you were to take him off your list, who would you put in that spot? I feel like I would shift it up. I would put probably Austin Eckler at number three, mm-hmm. Najee at four, and uh, I'm trying to think. <laughs> I mean, there's there's a number of, of running backs 
that have been playing very well this year, realistically. I, I honestly, I would have to put Nick Chubb in there at year number five, just because he's been playing so well, and he's done it with so many less carries. Yeah, I, I guess I could see that. And he's been, and he missed a few games too. And he missed a few games. And if we're being realistic, that Cleveland offense is balanced and they don't really rely too much on the run game actually i feel like i would put dalvin cook because i like dalvin cook (laughs) even though i'm a bears fan i like the way dalvin cook plays the game because i like the dual threat running back i like the running back that is able to catch the ball out the backfield like obviously like i was saying with leonard fournette like he's like the old school run through your face but like i'm a huge fan of a running back that can catch the ball. Yeah. No, I totally agree. So the his ability to catch a screen out the backfield or become a check down or run a route and still catch the ball and like put up yards is impressive to me. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That that I mean that's a good list. I'm not gonna lie. Your list did catch me off guard with the whole I think your bottom three running backs, it did catch me off guard. I honestly did not expect that. Yeah. And hey, lucky was, I had I had uh, David Montgomery as an honorable mention. He he honestly could be. <laughs> I, I was remember I was talking to you about that a couple of days yeah. ago. The way that he's been playing has been for he's he's carrying that Bears offense. Without him, they they're they'll probably average I don't know 120 yards a game as an offense without he's him. A fucking beast, dude. He's a beast. He and like his ability to make people miss immediately after getting the yes. handoff yes it's crazy to me because like he literally receives the handoff boom and he's instantly two, two. Yes. <laughs> and making motherfuckers miss right after receiving that and it's like dude like if you were able to get him somebody who can block for him so he's not immediately having to do that imagine what he could do yeah and then also they got fucking khalil herbert behind him who put up great numbers while montgomery was hurt no, I, I totally agree. Montgomery, I, I honestly, I have so much love for the dude and so much admiration for him because of what he's capable to do on such a shitty Bears offense. Like, if he was anywhere else, he would honestly be top five, honestly. Yeah. I think so, easily. Yeah, easily. All right, well, that's all the time we have today. Uh that was honestly such a good debate because yeah, both of our it. views were so different. Your list was amazing. My list was honestly better. Not just playing. It was I. It was I. <laughs> 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 All right. But uh, for everybody at home, I hope you enjoyed the video. Be sure to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And for more videos, please subscribe and like on YouTube. And if you haven't heard already, we are now on Spotify. So if you can't watch us while you're driving or while you're at work, be sure to listen to us on Spotify and just let us know how you like the episodes. And also, Merry Christmas, y'all. Merry Christmas. And if we don't see y'all, Happy New Year. All right, we'll get back to y'all after the New Year. All right, then. 